Hello and welcome back to the Uninformed Podcast. My name, it's Jared, and I'm with my crew. I got Jonah. Heyo! <laughs> I got Ethan. Hey, what's up? Hey, buddy. And I got Zach. Hey, my boy. Hey, Jared. How's it going? What's up? Hey, I'm doing pretty well, man. You guys ever read Goosebumps as a kid? Boy, did I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. It really got my mind spinning. Exactly. And today... We choose our own adventure. Yes! Yes. Woo-hoo. Yes. That sounds fun. All yes. right. You're in a library walking towards a bookcase, and you see two books that draw your attention. You walk up, and you see one titled Tourette's, and you see another book titled The Effects of Nicotine. Which book do you choose? What was the first book? Tourette's. 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 Oh, Tourette's. Oh, like Tourette's. Yeah, Tourette's. For, for 100% for sure, Tourette's. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would choose Tourette's. It sounds more interesting to me. I was going to choose the effects of nicotine. And two to one, you walk towards the Tourette's book and you open it up. <laughs> and inside, the effects of nicotine. It was a trap cover. <laughs> it was a trap. You can oh, please no. trap cord. Yeah, so you open this book up, and what do you see inside? We are opening up the book, and we are going to read about the effects of nicotine. So, hmm, what is in the beginning of this book? Ah, the history, early on. So, it says here in the book, it says here that 6000 BC is when people first started inhaling tobacco. That's a long time ago. And then it says as early as 1600, people started realizing that, hey, nicotine, it might be bad. And they also realized that, hey, nicotine, it might be causing cancer. But they also said that, hey, this might be medicinal and there's some positive benefits to it. So that's in 16. We're going to ask the question, what is nicotine? Anyone know? An addictive chemical. Mm. Highly addictive chemical. Usually found in tobacco. It's a stuffed animal. (laughs) Yeah, it's a cute little plushie. His name is Nick, last name Teen. Nick Teen, yeah. Just Nick Teen. Yeah, O is Nico Teen. O is the middle name. Yeah, so let's see. Nicotine here, it says that it is a liquid alkaloid. So an alkaloid, it's normally a drug, alkaloids. You'll find a lot of things that they're going to mess you up. Uh, it's made of like carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, sometimes O2. And if you find a tobacco plant in the wild, it's about 5% nicotine of the actual plant. And then so whenever you actually smoke it and you inhale it through the lungs, only about one milligram you actually absorb. The three ways to diffuse in the human bodies. What are they? Urinate. Sweat. <laughs> No, the three ways to absorb and, and for it to diffuse in your body. Oh, urinate, sweat. <laughs> no, uh, inhale uh, through your blood and through your gums. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a passing score. The one way is, yeah, you inhale and it's through the lungs. The other way is under the skin. So if you throw a patch on your skin, then it gets absorbed into your blood so that's right and then also the mucous membranes 
So that's when you got a fat dip, you throw it in your lip, that would be in the mucous membranes. The lungs are the most efficient. Let's talk through the process. You find a cute little tobacco plant and you say, hey buddy, I want to smoke you. You go ahead, you start smoking that guy, and once it goes down your trachea, then there's alveoli. So alveoli, they're like tiny little cute punching bags, and there's millions of them. And then they just get absorbed through that and then get spread through the body. Cool fun fact, the alveoli, if you spread them all out, just on like a giant floor, there's 90 times more than your actual surface of the skin. So that's why nicotine it gets absorbed so well so quick because we have a lot of skin, you know, laid out. The alveoli is in much greater capacity. Capiche? Capiche. No capoche? Comprende. Capiche. Caposh. Caposh. That's what okay. I'm looking for. No, oh, man. All right. Gabagucci. Fun fact. Nicotine is Italian. I'm just kidding. That's a lie. It's actually Latin. It comes from a Latin derivative of a word that I cannot say. Why? Is it a, is it a bad word? Yeah, you cannot <laughs> say or you or don't want to say. Or is it? It's like Voldemort. I No, I just Voldemort? can't pronounce it. Yeah, I, I have trouble with big words. Something, uh, if you've been in here for a while, you know I have trouble with big words. Oh, Even yeah. You will. Oh, <laughs> okay, we, we, hey, let's not make fun of Jared Guantanamo, right now. Guantanamo, hey, Guantanamo. hey, hey, hey. We are derailing. <laughs> All right, so nicotine. You smoke a little bit of it. 80% of the nicotine is broken down by the liver. Some other parts, they're broken down by the lungs. And it's turned into codeine, which is also an alkaline. So let's talk about the effects. This is going to sound crazy. It affects the brain and the body. Ooh, the body. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yeah, whoa, really? But you, you guys probably don't even know what nicotine is. I dare you to tell me more. <laughs> All right. Bet. I don't like It's that like that. the best drug you've ever done, except it's legal. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Nicotine is not good. It's an addictive chemical. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school, Do kiddos. Dead. It's not cool either. In in most yeah. forms, nicotine is uh, is pretty gross. Yeah, it true. is. All right, so here's how it works. You get nicotine, your body, it produces adrenaline. After adrenaline... That's when your fight or flight kicks in, which it can also be biphasic, which means your flight and your fight can also kick in, which is something that happens whenever you have alcohol as well. So it means that you're in a very weird middle state that your body then falls into. Does that make sense? Sure yeah, does. Yeah, I, I get that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I get that. Um, and I'm gonna de- I'm I'm gonna derail a little bit. I'm going to okay. talk a little a little truth with the podcast. I, once upon a time, I smoked nicotine. What? Whoa. No, Jared, no. Jared, why? Jared, oh. please. Jared, I know. you disgust me. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, and I'll, I'll say it firsthand. It's a nasty habit, you and it's think. something that oh. I... <laughs> you're you're, you're know, a filthy you're right. smoker, you. My own brother. You Disgusting. know, you read about these things in the Sunday paper, but you never think they happen to somebody you actually know. 
disappointed. I'm honestly appalled. I know, Just but so... let me redeem it oh. by telling you why no. I did. There's no redemption. Just give me a chance. All right, okay. give him one chance. All right. Why I did it? Well, I guess, actually, I did it in college just to kind of be cool. Everyone else was doing it, and the flavors so were yummy. So it is cool. Is it cool? Um, no, it's not at all. And, you know, it's something well, you that You just said you did it to be cool. Yeah, and the thing is, it doesn't make you cool at all. Uh, it's painfully addictive, huh. and uh, it's something that I, I wish I never did start because it's, it's a hard habit to kick. It really is. And you don't understand it until you actually kind of have it happen to you. Um, but I did stop. I did a musical, and I was like, I want my lungs to be good for the musical, which <laughs> it wasn't. It did not help my singing at all. But then years later, I started again because I wanted to lose weight. And I knew when I first was taking nicotine that it suppressed my hunger. And I was like, this is a terrible rationale to do it. But sometimes you get those little urges and you're like, you know what? This is a good rationale and I'm going to start doing nicotine again, which it, it did. It suppresses weight a little bit. And I'm going to go a little into that just because it's something that I relate to. And I think it's kind of interesting. So the first off is oral fixation. Tish, go. Whoa. <laughs> Put me on spot. Okay. Uh, oral fixation. What does uh, Tish know about that, oral fixation? Apparently, I know a lot. So uh, whenever, a as a young child, um, for instance, uh, they would like to have like a binky or a finger always in their mouth, so they're always as you know you break it down they always want some kind of stimulation uh with their mouth so fixation um and that's constant and then if they don't get that when they're older then they want always want something in their mouth uh and i.e for example cigarettes and that uh satisfies that oral fixation yeah oral fixation is simply you eat food you get dopamine your body says yay i like this and it teaches you the habit of putting something to your mouth is pleasurable when it causes dopamine. It's the same with nicotine of hitting a cigarette, hitting a vape. You're used to that habit of bringing it to your mouth. You hit it, and your body eventually learns, A, good things happen when I stick stuff in my mouth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on. So one is oral fixation on why you eat less because you're bringing that to your mouth. So then you're going to bring less food because you're getting the dopamine from bringing that to your mouth. Also, let's go a little scientific here. Once you have nicotine, your body dumps glucose stores in the cells to the body. So once it does that, then your body's like, hey, don't send insulin. You're, you're already full. You don't need to send that out, which the insulin absorbs the glucose in the body. So now step three is now all the glucose is in the blood and you already feel full. So that's called hyperglycemic. So it's like a little cheat code. It is. It's beating the system through a very addicting and <laughs> terrible effects on your body. But it is a cheat code. Hmm. It increases your BMR, your basal metabolic rate which we're not endorsing nicotine, and I'll say firsthand, I've done nicotine, but uh, we want to be transparent, you know? Because a lot of people do it for these reasons, including myself in the past. 
it increases your basal metabolic rate. So just by sitting there doing it, it constricts your blood vessels, which causes higher blood pressure, but your blood pumps faster, and then you then burn more calories throughout the day. So that paired with the glucose stores going, no insulin, and in your body feeling full, causes you to burn more calories, eat less food, and ergo, either lose weight or stay the same or eat less so you don't gain weight. Um, and so that's a common reason for it. Questions? So that sounds good. So if you want to lose weight, use nicotine. Yeah, Jared, I have a question. There are a bunch of different forms of nicotine from my understanding. I thought it would be fun to play a, a cool little elimination style game amongst the four of us. And what we'll do is go around in a circle, name different kinds of nicotine uh, that we're aware of. And whoever can't come up with one, we will bleep them out for the rest of the episode. All right, I'm in. I'll go. Cigarettes. Well, we got to just come up with an order. Oh. All right, I'm running this. So we'll do Jared, me, Tish, and Ethan. That order, we got it? All right, got it. Jared, Tish, or Jared, me, Tish, Ethan, and then whoever can't come up with one in a timely manner, you're basically eliminated from the rest of the episode. So go ahead, Jared. Cigarettes. Chewing tobacco. E-cigarettes. Does that count as a separate one? Yeah, e-cigs. That's okay. different. All right. Like vapes? Sure. Is that what Tish said, vapes? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Same thing. Uh, okay. Uh, what was it? Cigarettes, tobacco, uh, and uh, 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 I don't know anymore. Oh, cut off! Ow. I'm out. All right, so... You've been smoked. To everybody out there whose favorite uninformed is Ethan, you're going to have a rough go the rest of the episode because we will bleep him out every time he speaks. Uh, I had one other one. I had cigars. I also had patches. Patches. Nicotine gum. Mm -hmm. But mm. that's uh, perfect timing because it opens me for my next segment on uh, the terrible addiction that Ethan has gone through his entire life fighting every form of, of nicotine. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so let's switch it up and talk about some of the bad because as we all know, Mr. Surgeon himself says that nicotine is bad. And I think all of us just know in general, nicotine is probably not good for your body. But what does it do? Let's find out. It will increase the bad cholesterol in your body. It will damage your arteries, which damaging the arteries then increases your chance of a stroke and also heart attacks. What do you think, Ethan? That sounds crazy, man. Thank you. Hey, Tish, speaking of, don't you have an episode about vampire bats? Ah, uh, yeah, I actually do. Uh, there's a chemical called Dismotoplase, or Draculin, that actually cures strokes. So if you want to, or potentially cures strokes, so you can check that out. Uh, that is mind-blowing. episode. So. I love it. All right, guys, Woo! we are moving into addiction factors. As we all know, nicotine is quite addictive. In case we all don't know... Hey, nicotine is quite addictive. So you have nicotine and it will affect your reward pathway manipulation. 
how it does that? It's by dopamine release. Oh, let's smoke again, is what your, your body will say after you get some dopamine because it made you feel really, really good. How it works is you absorb nicotine in the body. Nicotine will then bind to acetylcholine, and once it's binded to it, there's an excess of acetylcholine in the body, which your body naturally produces acetylcholine, but it does it at a normal rate. But now, because you have the nicotine, it binds to the acetylcholine, and you have an excess amount in the body. So this affects your collagenic pathway. Which your collagenic pathway, I know you guys know, you guys are so smart. It is your memory center in a, in a, in a very tiny nutshell. It's much more complex than that, but it affects just your memory, which then that uh, enhances your memory. Um, Obviously. <laughs> duh. Uh, which then endorphins are released, which that's your classic Ethan. Ah. Oh. That's your classic runner's high. He he ran cross country. After you run, endorphins release in the body and that's why you feel really good after a run or maybe a little bit after a run. It makes you feel on top of the world. So then there's an increase in glutamine which that enhances the neural connections and that makes a memory loop. So that memory loop, it's almost like creating a, a routine. You do something every single day but in this case the dopamine and all these all these hormones cause your body to say, hey, this connection feels really good and I want to do this again. This is part of my routine. I'm going to keep doing it. And that's part of it. That's what makes it so hard to stop nicotine is because you let the cycle go on and then the longer you do it, you're just kind of stuck in that cycle. Questions? I'm very curious to hear what Ethan has to think because that was a lot and Ethan's way smarter than I am so I'm sure he has a lot of really cool takes about that. Yeah, I agree. I'm really curious to see what he has to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If only we could hear Ethan right now. (laughs) All right, so... That's a general gist in nicotine. I'm going to finish it off with a little dessert. Fun facts. Yes! Fun facts. Let's hear it. I live for these. Tobacco. It is the leading cause of preventable what? Cancer. Er, Correct. Addiction. No. uh, A ghost! (laughs) No, you were right. That was a a buzzer. uh, Correct. All right. Who? Wait, so what? what is it, just to clarify? Tobacco is the leading cause of preventable what? Cancer. Can- oh, okay. Uh, just yeah. making sure. Cool. Who, a.k.a. the World Health Organization, says 1.27 billion tobacco users are in the world today? Tobacco consumption accounts for 5.4 million deaths per year, and if it keeps up at its current rate... One billion will die this century at current levels. Wow. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I saw, I think, the world's population within the next month is projected to hit over 8 billion for the first time. Wow. So, hearing those numbers, yeah, uh, Jared just threw numbers. out crazy. <laughs> they're crazy numbers. <laughs> 
That was a bad pun. <laughs> that was a weird thing to say. <laughs> Moving on. Absorbing nicotine in the body, it will adversely affect heart, reproductive system, lungs, kidneys, and following systems. Questions on any of those? I, I know pregnant women are not supposed to smoke or use nicotine while they're pregnant. Um, I don't at that point they're already pregnant, so I don't know that that's so much for the reproductive aspects of it. But I'm sure it has to do with the growth and development of the fetus or the baby inside the mother, and to make sure that the the uh, cells continue to grow as they're they're supposed to and programmed to, and that the there's some I don't know the chemical reaction but they can have negative effects. And uh, I know babies can actually be born addicted to stuff, which I always found fascinating. Um, but that, you know, when you think about how, how everything mm. works, that makes sense. So mm. if you have a parent addicted or a mom addicted to nicotine, uh, it makes sense that the baby could come out uh, going through withdrawal from nicotine. Yeah, man. Expanding on that a little bit, for any scientists who may be listening, nicotine, it shunts the metabolites to formulation of androgen. This will lead to chronic anovulation and irregular menstrual cycles. So that then will predispose the endometrium to inappropriate cytokine production and irregular bleeding. So basically a woman's menstrual cycle will be irregular, it can fall out of cycle, and it can affect the flow of the menstrual cycle as well. It can also increase follicle-stimulating hormone levels and decrease in estrogen, which is important whenever fertility is involved. Tish, you got a question? Yeah, so I was curious if nicotine gum is an appropriate alternative to cigarettes, e-cigarettes, or even uh, chewed tobacco. Um, would it only uh, like be a supplement for the... Addiction, would it be a little healthier than those, uh, like I said, those cigarettes and the chewed tobacco? Or would it just, would it actually be a way to ease out of that? Or is it still a way to keep on um, the nicotine tobacco cycle, if that makes sense? Or the, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I'm going to give you a very hot take right now. Okay. I'm going to give you my personal take and then the more scientific take on it. My personal take... The best choice is cold turkey stock. Gotcha. No matter sense. whether you drop down in milligram dosage, so let's say you're using uh, an e-cart, a vaping device that's five milligrams, and you drop to three, and then two, and then one, you experience withdrawal symptoms all the same throughout all of them because they all produce the same systems of the dopamine, the epinephrine in the system that cause all these highs in the body, and you're still looped to that cycle. So the withdrawal period is three to five days typically of the peak and then it goes down from there. Whereas if you're consistently decreasing, then uh, pretty much you're still going to have those withdrawal periods, but for a longer period of time. And a lot of times for a lot of people, it's the same intensity because you're still going through that withdrawal. Hmm. The scientific take is, yeah, if you can't stop cold turkey, it's a great method of going down. If you're not smoking, then through the skin definitely is a good option, but there's still negative health effects as the things I mentioned, such as your heart, your blood, uh, your blood vessels are going to constrict a little more. It can still affect your reproductive system mm -hmm. and even the lungs. It can still get through the blood flow into the lungs. 
So you're saying if I have a jewel, um, and I think they make them in different dosage, I know that. So if I buy, I think you said five, if I buy a, a 5.0 milligram of jewel and I cut down to two and a half, I'm still experiencing withdrawal symptoms? What I'm saying is, let's say you drop down from five to, what number did you say? Well, two and a half, whatever they make them at. Okay. So let's. So what I'm saying is, if you drop down from five to two and a half, in the sake of quitting nicotine, you'll oh, go through oh. withdrawal symptoms the same as if you try stopping at five and if you stop at two point five. Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't experience withdrawal symptoms from moving down in strength. You're saying if I do, if I do one per, if I do one percent of of joule versus a five percent milligram. I'm still going to experience the same withdrawal effects from cold turkey quitting. So moving down doesn't make quitting any easier in the long run. Correct. That's my personal opinion. But it does help some people to wean down slowly on it and give them that capability of I'm having one less cigarette a day and slowly stopping that process of that oral fixation, whatever it is, whatever it is that's stopping them, the chemicals in the brain, just, you know, one day at a time. I'm sure there's some sort of psychological effect too because you go from, oh man, I could never quit and you're doing the five milligrams of a joule and then you're like, all right, well, I really want to quit but I, I don't think I can do it. I'm going to move down to two and a half and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, like I've moved down. It's like a mental hurdle you got over and it's like, okay, like I, I can do this. So I'm sure a large part of that is mental as well. Mm. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're going to run through two more fun facts. So, one is, as per U.S. General Surgeon 2010, they stated that nicotine is as addictive as cocaine and heroin. And our last one is... mm -hmm. That's crazy because... With how, uh, obviously, those hard drugs are worse, but you see so many people taking smoke breaks and everything. Just think, like, if everybody who smoked tried heroin, like, how like how bad that would be. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even, egregious, I don't even know what, what word to use. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, you can technically overdose on nicotine, but the main way would be if you consume between three to seven cigarettes, if you eat them... You could end up passing away and you would need charcoal, which would then inhibit the uh, collagen system and other processes like that. But if you don't get that within a reasonable time, uh, you could technically overdose on nicotine. Otherwise, it's very, very hard to do. I would also say, and I unfortunately know this from experience, much like Jared, when I was in college, I also tried nicotine. However, I'm a little bit older than Jared. Vapes weren't really a thing when I was in college. Um, and one of my best friends in college, uh, chewed. So, you know, one day I was like, okay, like I'll try it. It was my first time ever doing it. I I got so sick from doing it. I had a headache. I thought I was going to throw up, but I, um, I learned that if you swallow the, the chewing tobacco spit, your body doesn't like that at all. And it'll kind of, if you swallow enough of it, it'll make you your body will gag and you'll throw up to get it out of your system. So um, I would assume it's a similar thing with the cigarettes. If you eat them, you might gag and try to, your body try to dispel that as well. Mm. I appreciate your personal input, Jonah. 
Our last fun fact of the day is the only other known use that was last used was it was used as an insecticide in the 17th century. Interesting. I'm very curious to hear what Ethan has to say. <laughs> I kind of missed that guy. Ethan. Wow, that that was obscure, Ethan. I I think that basically sums up everything we were all thinking. <laughs> I think that was the best point he's ever made during the whole podcast, honestly. And with that, we'll let Ethan close us out. Take us out, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs>